episode of So Here's What Happened. I'm your host, Nisha. And as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host. Carolyn. Hey. Hey, we are back. And we are especially back for this bonus episode to talk about the season finale and also just the season of Insecure that just happened. Um, it is season four and there's a lot and we have a lot of feelings about it <laughs> overall. Um, but for those of you like y'all are not familiar with Insecure, it is the hit millennial comedy drama television series on HBO created by and starring Issa Rae, also Larry Wilmore, uh, partially based on Issa Rae's renowned web series, Awkward Black Girl, Insecure unpacks the story of the Black female experience from the perspective of two female protagonists, Issa, played by Issa Rae, and Molly, played by Yvonne Orji, who have been best friends since college. Both women are in their late 20s as they try to navigate career and relationship experiences while living in Los Angeles, California. The two share a close bond, and throughout the show, they deal with internal struggles with themselves, their friendships, and the African-American community. And yeah, that summarizes what Insecure is. Um, like the show as a premise, but if y'all have not seen it, go watch it. It's very good. It is literally the only reason why I have an HBO account because I, w- I, I would not have an HBO account if Insecure was not only on HBO. It's um, true because with Game of Thrones over, there literally is no other reason for me to watch an HBO show. Listen, now it's HBO Max and that's the, the only reason I'm keeping it is because I can watch all the Hayao Miyazaki movies and all of Samurai Jack. So mm. that, that, it's gotten better, but I'm just like for fifteen ninety for fourteen ninety nine a month. Oh, I don't know, but anyways, let's get into it because I I have a lot of feelings still. <laughs> I think a lot of us have a lot of feelings about the show overall, but this last season, this mm-hmm. uh, this last season is a roller coaster of emotions, and I think this is when the yeah. show has really gotten into really in depth into the relationship between Issa and Molly mm-hmm. and it shows I think it showed us a lot of their personality traits their little yeah. idiosyncrasies how far they've grown and also how how for how, how much they regressed as characters and as individuals yeah and it, this season was kind of hard to watch because um like I call it the de-evolution of a friendship mm-hmm. and like for a lot of women especially on Twitter um we're talking about how They've had ex- they've had experiences where they've had a breakup with a friend, and yeah. I had a breakup with a friend, and it was one of the most devastating things emotionally that I ever went through because it was so sudden. Right, like, I remember. Like, I think you talked about it in the last episode because you mentioned it um, when we yeah. talked about insecure in the previous episode. Yeah, yeah, it was it was like really hard because and and just like Molly and Issa, like it's these little and it's with with any relationship it always starts with these little things that even that start to chip away from different sections and then eventually mm-hmm. they just chip away chip it away and then there's nothing left and their relationship is kind of like that and the and the way how the show ended it seemed like they were getting back like they were repairing but i actually don't think that's what's going to happen not with the way how it ended and not white it mm-hmm. ended that way i honestly don't think they're on the way to fixing it you know what? I said the same thing. And I say this because I know I'm getting a little ahead of ourselves, but like with the way how the show ended, I was a little pissed off because mm-hmm. we went this whole season seeing how the friendship started to crumble and fall apart and where the issues were. So we see why there are all, all these problems. But like 
spoilers also for people who are listening, but they literally meet up at the end and you know, like, okay, so this is it. They're finally going to have the talk. No more bullshit. They just going to have the talk and get everything out. And hopefully this will be the step in the direction for their friendship. Yeah. The, con- the, the season ends and you just see them talking. We don't hear any other conversation. And I'm like, <sighs> we went through all this with y'all and we can't see the end result, which to your point, I think that's, probably on per- that's it's not probably that's on purpose because i think season five which it's been renewed for and announced already it's gonna take us where we're gonna see molly and Issa still they still have to work on their friendship i don't think one conversation will mend everything no for it's, sure cause it's, it's just not going to that's not how real life works and insecure does a pretty good job of capturing real life experiences um but i just one conversation is not enough to mend all the hurt and like all the pain and all like the frustrations with each other and like how they got there, which I guess that's a good segue for us to talk about. How did our girls get here? How did you said Molly get to the point where they almost was ready to throw blows and putting hands in each other's faces? Their journey to this implosion or explosion, I should call it, is mm-hmm. began in season three mm-hmm. and it began very subtly. And, um, for me, the moment where you, I really started to see it pick up was when Issa decided that she wanted to do her own thing. Where she, when she quit working at the We Got Y'all yeah, Foundation, We Got Y'all, <laughs> and she quit and she stepped out. She literally stepped out on faith, and she's like, "I'm going to do this project to help our black community." And mm-hmm. and there's a scene because in preparation for this, I rewatched season three. Mm-hmm. And the moment it really clicked for me was when it was Issa, Kelly, and Molly. They were preparing for um, for the Tiffany's baby shower. Yeah, baby shower. And Issa, this is where Issa told them the name of the foundation, and I can't remember what the name was, but it was it was funny, and it didn't. It really was hilarious. It was like something music. It was something to do with yeah, music. Yeah, it was music. Something music for the cute because like, mm-hmm. she said we'll plan it quickly, and like Kelly and Molly laughed, but. Mm-hmm. Kelly laughed like because it generally was a corny name and she's like yes. it didn't make sense. But Molly, the way how Molly she laughed too because it was funny, but then she made this little comment about like, Are you sure you can do this? Mm-hmm. And it was this it's like she doubted Issa. And mm-hmm. it was it for some people it could be laughed off as just like, oh like you know, like you might have this in the initial moment of that where like, are you sure? But for it mm-hmm. for me it was like it was more about uh, not that she was a one or if she'd be able to handle all her stuff, but if she thought that it to me it felt like she thought that Issa shouldn't even be doing anything like this. Like she doesn't believe that Issa can do anything great or meaningful mm-hmm. with her life. Right. And that's one of my biggest problems with, with Molly is I always she she's always loved bragging about her position, about her big job at the the company. Like she dresses more flashy and like you you can tell the clothes that she wears are more expensive or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, fine. Like you work for a big job, you wear money. Like if like I when I used to work for a law office, I love wearing suits and whatever. So like fine. Mm-hmm. But it's like the way how she behaves around Issa, like she makes these little comments like when East and then it started when Condola Mm-hmm. The, and then it started to escalate when Condola joined the picture. Yeah. And Issa and Molly was becoming jealous of the time that uh, Condola was spending with Issa. And mm-hmm. for some people, a lot of it had was seem like, oh, it's like she thinks that she's been replaced as a friend. I don't think it was that. I think it was because Condola was encouraging Issa 
mm-hmm. pursue her her passion and pursue her dream. And Condola was being helpful to her, and Condola had connections, and mm-hmm. she was telling Issa what to do and how to do it. She and had another successful Mar- friend, like exactly. She had another successful or a friend who was successful. And not saying that she's more successful than Molly, but like we've also seen this with Molly. She has this idea that she wants to be the best in the room because like going back to season three and like, I'm glad you brought it up that season three does lend a lot of like evidence as to like how things got to this point when you look at like where both of them were then and then now, but it's like Molly's like, I just want to be the best in the room. Um, or I've always been the best. And it's like, no, when you was at a primarily white firm, you stood out and you, and you strive to be the best. And that's one of those things where like, not like you're a credit to your people because she earned everything she did, but like, she's so used to like being recognized for the things that she does. Then you go to a black firm, a black law firm run by black people. You start to feel like you don't know how to stand out against other people because now everyone is on the same level as you, if not at a higher Mm -hmm. level than you. And you don't stand out. And like, that's what I think was something interesting to think about is because like, did you stand out because of your efforts? Or did you stand out at the law, white law firm because you were black and you were an excellent lawyer? Like, mm-hmm. and then like, they have no point, they have no other reason, but to like, I'm not saying they don't have any other reason, but like, it's easier for her to feel like she stood out there when she was at a black law firm. Her first thing was like, man, they just be doing stuff this way. And I used to do this in my law firm and I used to do that. And like, I just feel like I, I just want to be the best in the room. And she would just feel the need to be, there's a difference between wanting to be the best version of yourself or wanting to be the best. And then there's a difference of thinking you're better than everyone else. Molly thinks she's better than everyone else because she does that with Issa. And we hear the line, you know, your life doesn't have to be this messy. Right. Mm. And I'm just like, Molly in a supermarket. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that was, um, at, that was actually episode one at the end of Issa's part. She had a cocktail fundraiser and yeah 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 the the mixer yeah yeah the mixer and i was just like wow molly that's that's even low for you call for right and i'm just like molly you the one who was just in a in the um open relationship marriage thing with one of your best childhood friends you don't think that was messy and I'm just like, don't act like Issa is the messiest person because it's not. I'm not saying we're gonna try to decide who's the messiest person, but you ain't got no, you ain't got nothing to stand on, Molly. <laughs> you are messy too. So exactly. this idea that she thinks she's better than everyone and that she's right and that like she's oh she will choose to be right rather than to reflect on herself, and it's just like, damn. It is. It, it, I would be exhausted of being someone's friend who does that because, like, adding on to what you said, I understand Molly's point of like to Issa, do you think you can do this? Like, because at first I thought of it, it, it went over my head as like, do you mean like, do you think you can do this while um, looking for a job and working Lyft? Um, and it's kind of like, yeah, because my first thought would be like, girl, you need to find a new job, but. At the same time, if my friend is telling me about this passion project they're going to do, and she's a grown-ass woman, then she's already considered, like, all the things she needs to do in order to, like, keep herself afloat in order to pursue this passion project, which Issa does. She does lift. She works. She, we see at the end of season three that she ends up applying at, that, um, at the Beat Crew um, organization because that was mm-hmm. somewhere where she felt like her passions aligned more. So it's like, I just... <sighs> 
Molly, to your point, we can get back on track to season four, but like the friction for me, I agree with you, is exactly when like she realized that Condola could do things for Issa that Molly couldn't do for her. But at the same time, I don't Condola think was encouraging her. Do. I think it's because she refused to. True. She refused to do it. And not even like, I want to say like this, like it's not that she wasn't there to help, but she wasn't like, she wasn't planning the project with Issa. So, and I just, for those of y'all who don't know this, Condola, un- unbeknownst to Issa at the time when they had started the project, was dating Lawrence, who was Issa's ex. So mm-hmm. when Issa finds out that Condola is Lawrence's ex, she feels the type of way a little bit like, oh, shoot, you're dating my ex. And she tried to not make it a big deal and they tried to ignore it and not acknowledge it. She tells Molly and Molly's like, you know, your life doesn't have to be this messy, which in my, in my opinion, what Issa was doing was not messy. She was trying to be, she, she was being cordial with someone and working with them. That's not being messy. Like if I found out, I actually have, I have, I played basketball with a girl who cheated on somebody that I was dating. Like, um, like I was dating him and she cheated on him. He cheated on me with her. And then she was trying to make it seem like she was the victim. I'm like, you can have my sloppy seconds. I don't care. I held my head up high. I did what I was supposed to do. And I kept it moving. I wasn't your best friend. I wasn't close to you. When you tried to get close to me, I did not get close to you. But like the point is, you have to rise above some stuff and you have to deal with people. So like, chances are somebody out there has like dated someone and then in within that sphere of friends or acquaintances their ex ends up dating somebody that they know and yeah. you can't be like molly and cut people off yeah but the thing the difference and the thing also the, the other thing with molly is it's not only as you said she wants to be the best the thing is she wants to be the most important yes you're right she wants to be the most important in whatever room or whatever space she's in she wants to be the most important at work she mm-hmm. wants to be the most important with her family and she wants to be the most important amongst their friends group and then she mm-hmm. wants to be the most important between her and Issa. and then she wants to be the most important with her in any of her relation- romantic relationships Listen. whether it was with the guy dro or with mm-hmm. Andrew or anything that's molly's thing she's very self-centered she's very egotistical she's very selfish mm-hmm. and yes it's, it's important that as a black woman, she has her confidence in whatever space she's in. Like she has, she owns that. And like, like we are as two black women, like that's something that we always yes. talk about, we, something we want to do. But there's a difference when you're trying to monopolize the time and the space of everyone around you. And that's mm-hmm. what she she does. She wants to monopolize everything. And and that's the biggest issue between her and, and Issa is because they're not on equal footing. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily um, like uh, financially or um, career wise, just right. like they're not even they're not equal footing as 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 a friend because mm-hmm. every the scales always tip towards Molly. Like that mm-hmm. little comment, like as you said, the comment she made after the mixer, um, at the in the season one, sorry, in the season four episode one episode thing, she she made that comment to belittle Issa. She did it to yes. bring her down a peg or two because yes. that that comment, when you look at the context of everything that happened, it didn't make sense. And it was mm-hmm. completely unnecessary because they were talking about relationship because nothing was messy. Like right. the mixer was successful. Mm-hmm. They were talking, like her and Condola weren't even considering uh, um, talking about Lawrence. Lawrence had nothing to do with it. Like they right. didn't mention what Lawrence wants during that entire day. And mm-hmm. I think she hated the fact that Condola and Issa had found a place where they could work together and even mm-hmm. laugh about the, about the two of them having dated Lawrence. 
Because mm-hmm. remember earlier in the episode, like they talked about Lawrence, yeah, him eating with fries, whatever, and they they laughed about it, and it stopped being awkward around them. And I think mm-hmm. Molly saw that, and she hated that Issa was comfortable around Condola. Yeah, and she made that comment to get into Issa's head to she make did. her doubt the relationship that the, uh, the relationship that she was forming with Condola. Because mm-hmm. it was Molly that made it about the romant the, the relationship between Issa, Condola, and Lawrence, and mm-hmm. stopped making and 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 took it away from being a, a, a professional thing. Because right. it was professional. It was a professional event. It was a business event. Like why right. is she bringing up the romantic relationship? And then she's saying your your life doesn't have to be messy. I'm like, what the hell does that have to do with things? It ran perfectly. Where the hell was it messy? It was like like they had a cat fight at the at the mixer. You could have just and, said something. If you want to say anything, it could have been like in within that same vein. It could have been along the lines of like, hey, you know, that's great. Y'all are able to work together. Just you know, protect yourself personally. Like if you was going to say something like in a less harsh way, but even then Issa's a grown woman. She can decide who she wants to be friends with or not. And if she, exactly. and like, as we see, as the season goes on, her and Condola have a lot in common and they like start, they have this budding friendship before everything came out about Lawrence. And even then, like you said, like when they tried to like, you know, let's just address it. Let's clear the air. Let's, let's just like put it behind us. Cause I really like you and I want to be friends with you. And like they said, and that's, that came from both of them great but then Ma, it's just like molly when Issa was like supposed to get dinner with molly meet up for dinner like now this is like we've talked a lot about molly let's talk about Issa a little bit and i will say this for all of them i'm like i'm neither team Issa or team molly but molly just irks my nerves a little bit more this season i, I am team communication because mm. at the end of the day if y'all had just communicated together Mm. none of this we would not have gotten to this point but you know what this makes for great tv but on the flip side with Issa and molly where molly feel like feels like she's being done wrong by Issa, molly doesn't feel like she's getting enough attention from from Issa, or you know because Issa is busy for busier for once where molly's like i've been really wanting to talk to you and it's just like say why you've been really wanting to talk to her. Like, say why you need to talk to your friend. Like, because otherwise, if you just told me you wanted to grab something to eat, I wouldn't have known you wanted just like me and you to talk and to like eat because we haven't had times and we haven't like had the chance to connect, which makes sense. Like if I had had made plans to talk to my friend about something very private and I wanted one-on-one time with my best friend, I would have let her know like, hey, can we get dinner or like get coffee because I just feel like I really need to talk to you about some stuff that's been weighing on me. No, Molly doesn't voice that. But Issa can tell that Molly is uncomfortable. I feel like Issa could tell that Molly was uncomfortable with Condola joining them. But Issa is just trying to like get Condola, get Molly to get to know Condola. But Molly yeah. ain't Molly ain't with that shit. Molly just is already like already decided like no, you're dating Lawrence and I already hate you. Like Molly's already written her off and she has no interest in networking or connecting with Condola. She has no interest in like even trying to establish like an acquaintanceship with Condola. So you yeah. are, you can already see that. And then like, it's also little stuff like Molly feels like Issa calls her out on being, you know, like this self-sabotaging person in relationships. And so, so is Molly. Molly so is, Mo- so is Molly. Sabotage. 
her that's she self-sabotages like it was like everyone she does she always looks for something to fight to be wrong on as to pick people on like her therapist tells her about it her therapist is like are you ever wrong Mm-hmm. The therapist, like you're always looking for something to judge people on, and the thing with and the thing with Molly is, even if she knows she's wrong, she refuses to admit it. To admit that she's wrong, and even if she does mm-hmm. admit that she's wrong, she finds something else to think that to prove that she's right about. Right. And and the thing and the and the thing with and the thing with Issa is, I think Issa has grown a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it kind of upset me that she went back with Lawrence, but then it was like she Girl. made a mature. It was she's again she's an adult. And she right. made it a maturity decision. And she did consider, she's like, if we get into this relationship, like she was approaching it cautiously because she didn't want to make the same mistakes. Right. Even then when she heard, when she heard that he was um, thinking for a job in San Francisco, mm-hmm. she was like, she, she was like, okay, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And then right. she's like, oh, maybe I'll move. I'm like, girl, how are you going to be talking that you moving and you're not getting that your, 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 your business off the ground. Like, whatever, your business like, is literally based around like LA right now. LA, so you like, can't, you LA. ain't moving. Right. Exactly. So that so on with, with regards to writing, that made no sense because no. it was kind of contradicting. The I whole. think it was more so like she's ready for a change. She was just a, she's in that she's a mindset where she's like, I'm open to changing. I could take my business anywhere. I'm like, which you could, but you'll have a much harder time bringing your business to San Francisco, an entirely new market you've never been in. So exactly, and it, <laughs> but, but that's why it kind of contradicted everything she was saying for the season because she was talking about promoting Black LA businesses and like where she mm-hmm. was in like. Inglewood and that kind of stuff so it was like the writers kind of forgot what what she has said a couple episodes like she's like I found my passion I found my niche because like her whole thing was planning a second Mm -hmm. event and I'm like oh you're gonna be planning a second event and talking about moving to a completely different city so you're gonna just drop everything which I get it it's a 40 minute flight right which I get it it's a 40 minute flight so y'all can make it I'm like when they was like you know what yeah y'all can make a long distance relationship work when you only a 45 minute flight away that's nothing that's great um but girl, I would, I'd like, I also, we can talk about it now, like her and Lawrence and rekindling their romance. And I appreciated the conversation. I appreciated the very vulnerable conversation that they had when they was out that night, because I think it needed to finally happen in a context. But like, at the same time, I was just like, please don't get back together. Irks me. Oh, Lawrence irks me so much because and, and even like from second season when he was like, I got my shit together for Issa. And then like this season when he's like, Condola makes him want to get up, get up on her level. I'm like, can you for once want to get up on your own level for yourself? For yourself. Mm-hmm. For yourself, my brother, please. Like if you could just get that motivation for yourself. But in his defense, I will say like, I, I do appreciate that like they showed Lawrence has had depression. And like him actually saying that he was depressed and he just did not know how to say it is very real for a lot of people in the black community who don't oh, know yeah, how to sure. say that they are depressed and they don't like know what to do because that's real. But huh, it's like, it all comes back down to communication. Cause if him and Lisa had just talked to each other when they was in that rut in their relationship, it probably would, they probably would have been together still. Um, yeah, but after that sex scene, I was kind of just like, please let this just be closure sex. Let this be y'all closing the chapter. I was hoping it would be closure sex too. Mm-hmm. I was hoping it would be that. But my hoping. other thing with Lawrence, apart from all of that, is the way he speaks to Issa. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way he speaks to Issa. He's very demeaning, and he makes these little snide little comments about her, mm-hmm. and he he laughs at her, not with her. And this is what I I, I have mentioned, and and this is the thing, the difference between him and Nathan. 
Mm-hmm. Like in like there's like when Nathan comes back on the scene, like there's the way that Lawrence speaks to Issa is completely different to the way Nathan speaks to Issa. And the way he interact, the way they interact around her is different too. And the way they try to be with her is different. Like for instance, like um like mentioning the scene where they went out to dinner. Um mm-hmm. Lawrence, like they, they, they got out when they were outside, and was it and everyone the guy that everyone calls TSA Bay, yeah. Like clearly, you could see that it was uncomfortable and she was embarrassed right. about the way because you know that guy is loud and he's like, "Hey, what's up? What's up?" Mm-hmm. And like you could see that she was embarrassed, and and Lawrence instead of just like saying, "Okay, dude, nice to meet you, whatever," and let him leave, right? Kind of makes a joke about his reaction afterwards mm-hmm. and he made he made a joke about her being uncomfortable i'm like why would you do that like clearly she's embarrassed about it like mm-hmm. just let her just like say good night and leave well you gotta poke fun at her about it right like, when it's a that's her little thing you know she makes like, her little jokes and you like because she's awkward right and she does that she gets these little like she i mean that's awkward. their relationship like they've always had I that relationship have, but i don't I've like never it i liked it i've never liked yeah. it. and i think that's another thing with Issa is like sometimes i think it's the things that she can't do better and mm-hmm. that this is what she has to accept. But as you know, if you take Nathan, like this, if that was Nathan, Nathan would have never made fun at her for that. He would have been, been like, "Let's go, cool." Yeah, Bye. he would have been okay, dude. Whatever, let's go, let's roll mm-hmm. and and just let it be that. And like, there's like right. when she does her little awkward dances or raps, he actually would like pick up on it and try to make her feel comfortable, right? You know, and he'd laugh with her, whereas mm-hmm. to me, it's always laughing at her. Right. And I've ne- that's one of the main re- more main reasons I don't like Lawrence, mm-hmm. and and like the whole thing. And that's also and the thing with the thing with Molly and that whole thing with constantly way also doesn't make sense. Is Lawrence broke up with Issa because she cheated on him, but she was mm-hmm. right to. But Molly treats him as though he broke up with her because he cheated on Issa, which is like right doesn't make sense. And then Issa Molly has this thing with Issa where she likes to tell. She likes to dictate what Issa can do with her life. Mm-hmm. Whereas Issa, she always tells Issa, you can't tell me what to do with my life. I'm a grown woman. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's like, what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. You know, like, right. And it's the same thing. No, she did it again in season four. I don't know, was that season three? Where uh, Nathan had left. He had left for like oh, a right. And she stopped him from going up to speak to Issa. That was the end of season three. Oh, the season season, yeah, she was out of yeah. place for that. And and she was out of place for that. She was out of order because again, this is a grown woman. She yeah. could she could handle it. I could understand where as a friend you're trying to protect your friend, but mm-hmm. don't come telling Issa that she can't get into your business, <sighs> and you want to get into hers because then it's season Which four. It's not even on the same level. Like let's just let's get into it also with that one because it's just not even the same thing. Because nah. yes, Nathan ghosted Issa in season three, and that hurt Issa greatly. And yeah. We'll get into it because I want to talk about like mental health on this show from this season because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed how they handled like bringing Nathan back up and then also, you know, how the season finale ended. But like, so we know that, like Carolyn just said, at the end of season three, it's Issa's birthday and like Nathan comes up and he wants to apologize to Issa and see her and talk to her um, after he had ghosted her for a month. And uh-huh. Molly sees him and stops him and she just tells him off and tells him to go away. But then she tells Issa later, like, hey, I handled this for you. I'm like, no one asked you to handle anything. No one told you to intervene. You, this, this had nothing to do with you. Like, it, it's just like, yes, all of these are valid points. Molly should have minded her damn business. This was none of Molly's business. Um, 
but Molly took it upon herself to do something when it's like, you, but you, you don't know everything, Molly. You don't need to cut everybody out their lives. Like maybe Issa needed that closure, like to be, mm-hmm. to talk to him herself and they could talk things out. You just assumed that Issa was gonna like have a bunch of drama and cry all day or, um, be all emotional and, and she, like it's just like Molly passes judgment so harshly and so quickly. But then like I now this season, be all emotional, whatever. That's her right. That's her prerogative. Like that. she has a right. She's, she's a grown woman. Situation. She's a grown woman. Yeah, she should. She deserves to have the closure the way she wants to have her closure. But so then we get to this season, and the reason they have a really big blow up on account of like everything just building up over the season, like over time. Um, Issa's block party that she's putting together like she's finally doing it and like after Condola ghosted her and it popped up and whatever which we'll talk about Condola as we get to the end of this also um, Issa like she needed a uh, she needed a what is it she needed a star a, line, uh, a, a headliner and like her headliner had just like pulled out the last minute so that happened and Issa's like scrambling like a month and a half away and, like, I will say they're both wrong in this instance where Issa calls Molly and she's like, I need a favor. But she calls like, hey, girl, how you doing? And she kind of just, like, she asked that half-assed way and she didn't mean it, which Molly is hurt by that because Issa has not called and they have not talked about, like, she just needs, like, she has a lot of stuff going on and she wants someone to talk to. But that was also Molly's fault because Issa did try reaching yes. out and Molly was well, the one who Issa was go, rejecting Issa her didn't call. go to the Thanksgiving dinner. That's where it all... Well, no, she could after she but was she done with her but, brother. But, but it's Molly I'm saying was before. acting weird. But Molly no. was acting weird and she picked up on that. And she was like, you know, I think I'm going to stay with my brother because she picked, no, she and picked that's up on fine. Molly acting weird. Yeah, no, that was fine. She didn't want to have the conversation with Molly that night, which mm-hmm. I totally understand. She has a decision. She has the right to decide not to talk to her that night. I just think she should have just like hit her up sooner. Molly then goes to Instagram and sees her like story and assumes that oh uh, she on some bullshit. She she just like she go she ditched me. I'm like no, but like was there was brother. something that happened. Right, it was something that happened. They like Thanksgiving got crazy. Her and her brother need to go eat somewhere. They went to go eat. She dropped her brother off, and then like when she told Molly earlier, Molly kind of reacts with this like you know, bitchy attitude back to her, which then yeah, is like, when you react with the, which Ma, which Issa's like first message was not even like some, was it on some bullshit. She literally was telling her like, Hey, Thanksgiving got crazy. And then Molly's like, Molly doesn't even know that like, Oh, Issa's um, mom's boyfriend. Like, I don't know. He had to get rushed off to the hospital. So Thanksgiving yeah. dinner kind of got crazy. Molly's just assuming Issa's on some bullshit without asking her what happened. She's just like, oh, of course. So that's like, there's this miscommunication, but Molly's so quick to judge somebody. Mm-hmm. How, like, I don't, and again, I don't blame Issa for not going there, but Molly feels hurt because they were supposed to have their conversation at Thanksgiving and they didn't. So then Issa's calling after not showing up so they could have this talk that they were supposed to have. And <sighs> Molly is hurt by that because Issa's first, like, first thing is like, hey, I need a favor. And do you think Andrew can help with giving me, like, a contact to one of his headliners for the show? Now, here's what I'll say. Andrew's a grown-ass man. This is what he does for a living. Andrew can make the decision if he feels uncomfortable. I personally exactly. hate being put in the middle when people ask me to ask somebody else for a favor, I could have said, you know what? Let me give you Andrew's email. Let me exactly. give you Andrew's work email. Let me give you Andrew's work phone. Let me do that. And I will like, there, here you go. You can ask him yourself. 
switch keeps you out of it, keeps me out of it, and y'all can figure it out yourselves. Because I think that's the more professional and grown-up thing to do. Whereas Molly then turns it into, okay, I'll ask him. And then she ends up not asking him. And then she makes up some bullshit with Issa and just like, this relationship is important to me and I need to value it more and I need to protect it. I'm like, what you're doing has nothing to do with Issa's block party. Literally, she and then yeah. like her first assumption is that Issa didn't pay the headliner. Issa didn't do this or she violated the contract. You're not asking why the headliner pulled out of the block party and you're just assuming that Issa fucked up and Issa didn't fuck up. Literally, she did everything right that she could have and this thing happened. And Molly just turns it into this, like, I'm setting some boundaries for my relationship. I'm like, literally, if anybody on Issa's block party planning team had reached out to Andrew, including Issa, before, like, even if Issa reached out to Andrew herself after Mm -hmm. this conversation, it would have nothing to do with Molly no, and Andrew's relationship. It's a business. Like it's that's business. his business. That's what he does. He's a he's a promoter for Live Nation. His job is to do this. Yes. So like, and it would help and, him if he did it. And and like everyone gets everything done by personal connection. That's how mm-hmm. capitalism works. And the other thing that pissed me off about that whole thing was okay, fine. You don't want to, as you say, you don't want to get in the middle. Like she could have told her contact Andrew herself. And it's not as if Issa didn't know Andrew. Issa knew yeah. Andrew. Molly right? met like Andrew is. because of Issa. Not because of Issa. So it's not like they were complete strangers. You know what I mean? And then, right. so then the thing is that Issa was like, okay, fine. I understand where you're coming from. And, mm-hmm. then, so, and then it was Nathan who offered the contact to, to, to ask to, Andrew to, to, to speak to Andrew for, uh, for Issa. Mm-hmm. All right. And Issa was like, okay, sure. Go ahead. But if it was me, I didn't turn it down neither. I didn't turn, I'm it, down not turn it down. I'm not going to turn it down. I'm not going to get some sad. Issa, something Andrew said. Issa's like, but wait, hold on. You said to don't involve you. Henceforth, you were no longer involved. You were taken out of the equation. And I didn't ask is, you. And right. And I didn't ask you. And it's like, I, that's why I said, I think Issa, like for Molly, Molly is jealous of Issa. She always has to be the most important one. So she, mm-hmm. to me, it was like, it, she used her relationship with Andrew as an excuse. For her, she was like, yes. I don't want you to succeed. I'm going to find any way to stop you from succeeding. And Because if you're not going to succeed because of me, you shouldn't succeed at all. That's what it was for me, for Molly. I think so. She, thought, she, 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 she did, her relationship with Andrew was just an excuse. And yep. she was like, I don't want this thing to work for Issa mm-hmm. because I'm not the one helping her. I'm not involved with this. She could I'm have not running it. She could have helped Issa from the beginning if she really wanted to. Because when Issa got all of those forms and stuff to fill out, mm-hmm. she didn't want to help. Nathan was like, okay, I'm going to help you start all of this stuff up with the forms and whatever. He's like, I'm going to help you. Like, he believed right? in her, but then he ghosted her. Like, he helped, like, he was encouraging her, but then he ghosted her. But point and is... We all found out, and we often know what that is. But the thing with right. Issa and, and Molly, that's why, yes, Issa has a lot more of growing to do. Like, we all do. Like, I'm 35. <laughs> Oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying I'm going to be 37 this year and I do not have all my ish together. But the thing is, I'm trying. And like Issa, like Issa's trying. She's not, yep. she's not being stuck there in her past. She's trying to move forward. And even with, even with Lawrence Perry, it looks like she's going back. She's still trying mm-hmm. to move forward and she's trying to make grown-up decisions and she's trying to see where things can go. Whereas right. Molly, Molly thinks she's being also mature in her relationship with, 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 um, with Andrew and Andrew's like, no, you're not because you are always looking for something to go wrong. Mm-hmm. And he's like, everything in this relationship is always about you. Everything's on your terms and everything. Like even that how it ends is because 
it has to be on Molly's turn. She's the one who's mm-hmm. like, oh, my life has gone to shit. So now, so now I'm going to give you time. Now I'm going to give you my attention because I want it to be about you. And yet, Ma- Issa used to kind of do that before where everything goes wrong. But, mm-hmm. but they, they were doing, they did it always, they always did it together. Issa would call and then Molly would call and it was this back and forth thing with them. Like right. Their relationship is kind of um, on the five, the foundation of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, codependency. They, yeah. they have a, they have a very codependent relationship. Mm-hmm. But then in this season, it was not equal at all. Like Molly didn't want to do anything. She didn't right. want to accept Issa's call. She re- she rejected her, her text messages. She ghosted Issa. Issa was like, do we want to fix this? Because remember when she went to the house and and, right. and uh, Molly was there, she was like, I want to fix this. She's like, how do we fix this? And, Issa, and Molly was like, I don't think I want to. Well, yeah, she's like, I don't think the person you are now and the person I am now fit. And then Issa's like, just like, you can see Issa is choked up and struggling ah, to say words. And ah, she's like, okay. And she's like, okay. Like in a broken way. And Molly's like, okay. I'm like, wait, pause. I'm like, you do not do this, Molly. You do not get to say something like that and then be shocked when someone says, okay. Because what am I supposed to say to that? What am I supposed to say when someone who's been my best friend since college is telling me that we no longer fit together anymore as friends and it's that's harmful molly wanted Issa to come back begging and saying she was Mm -hmm. wrong every step of the way not at one not at any point did molly acknowledge her wrongdoing to Issa. Mm -hmm. and i mean we see this i think Issa was at least self-reflecting on herself and like she even said it to nathan when her and nathan were hanging out at the black parties like i don't not the black party after the black party and she's black party and she's like i don't want you to think i was using you and he's like, no, I offered. Like, it's fine. Don't You weren't using me. I literally offered to help you. You weren't using me. And mm-hmm. that's that's different. That's, she's, because she's thinking after what Molly said to her, it's like, you're, an, you're a user, Issa. And like, Issa's like thinking like, am I a user? Do I use people? And then she's like reflecting on herself. And she's like, no. But like, when you think about it, the way Molly looks at Issa is that she's a user because like she used, because she even said like, you used Daniel, you used Nathan, and and you did that. I'm just like, Molly, stop acting like you are like holier than thou, better than thou, like, and all this stuff. And like, let's be honest, a huge reason she feels this way is because she is in a relationship and we can get into that discussion because Mm -hmm. Molly in a relationship was probably the most annoying version of Molly ever. Oh my God. The worst version of Molly. And like, I see, I see qualities in Molly that I see in myself sometimes. Like, yes, I am very independent and I want to be the best. I don't think I'm better than anybody else. I just want to be the best in my, in my field and all this other stuff. But Molly has a problem. So this season after like, you know, she kind of like wrote Andrew off in the third season. And then she came back because Andrew don't play shit. He literally mm-hmm. challenges her like she challenges him and she when she can't handle it, she huffs and puffs and then she walks away and all that is. So then this season, her and Andrew have been they've been continuing to date for and see each other, which great. And Andrew, bless him, he's a saint for putting up with her. They have some they have a rocky start, I would say, because she's under the impression that he isn't talking or seeing other other women while they're dating, which they, they were just seeing each other. They weren't in a, an exclusive relationship, like, again. And he said, like, I didn't know you wanted that. I thought we were, like, both seeing people. Because, again, Molly didn't say anything. She just expects him to know that they're in a relationship and they're not. So 
without having the discussion, the t- difficult discussion. So then as it goes on, Andrew, like you, we see throughout the season, Andrew is a giver in this relationship. They get in a relationship. They like, he is flexible with his time with her and like understanding that she works late hours and that she's busy and all this other stuff and does all these things. And he's just like, he keeps, he keeps giving to her in a way that she's not giving back to him. Like she's not giving him the same energy back. And it's like, he even brings it up to her, which I think is pretty dope that they had that scene where he's like, I don't know if I'm a priority to you. And in him saying that to her, she realizes like, you know what? I do keep putting work first. And she's, she's like, but I've never been in a relationship this long. So I don't know how I'm like, that's big of you to admit. But the problem is you don't seem to like give him the same energy that he gives you. And I had hoped when they had that discussion, she would have recognized I'm like, when he said like, oh, I was planning to go meet up with the guys after this. She's like, but we're on date night. She's like, he's like, but you've been busy the last three date nights. I had assumed you'd still be busy. You didn't tell me otherwise. Or like, oh, in the in the season finale at the cocktail party, like yeah. she expects him to like be okay with staying out late and doing all this stuff. But like, if it was her, if it was his event, she probably wouldn't have been as lenient or like been as like compromising. She doesn't compromise. So, she does not. Yeah. Uh, it's just so much. I miss Andrew. I don't want him to go away. I didn't I want know, him to. I... <sighs> Hopefully that he stays around because he's so friends with Nathan. And Nathan is back in the picture. I don't think we're going to see him in the same context, no. though. So, like, if no. HBO wants to give Andrew his own show, that would be awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Alex Hodge is the actor's name. Give that man his own mm-hmm. show. I would love to watch it. But it's just... I, and I love what I love about this show is that it does a really good job of showing real relationships in a way where like looking at Molly's relationships with Issa and Molly, Issa and Andrew, you can like see that that's the kind of person you don't want to be in a relationship. That's the kind of person you don't, you, you don't want to behave the way Molly did. Cause like Molly, like, I understand, like, because you know, like, the episode with him, when her and Andrew go to Mexico with his brother mm-hmm. and his and his um sister-in-law, and Molly just feels so emboldened and like, oh, your brother's an asshole, and like, oh, he's and he's racist, like, like, that's putting Andrew in a very difficult position, and to his point, yeah, my brother can be an ass, but I just I feel like I have to say this, like, I hate devil's advocate people. And that's who his brother was. That's exactly like what his brother was doing. But had Molly just not felt like she was right all the time, she might've been able to see that she was actually overreacting to the towel girl because Molly came up and the girl handed the towels to the people in front of her. Molly didn't see them, her ask for them cards because they had, or they probably had already shown their card. Molly came up. She just sees the, She just sees them walk away with towels. She goes and asks for a towel. And then the girl is like, I'm sorry, but I can't. I need to see your card. And you can, I, w- I went back and I watched the episode. There is a sign that says the policy is that you have to show your card. So Molly was about to make this whole thing about it. And it just, it, it just implodes on itself. And then I don't think, I think Andrew's brother was definitely in the wrong of like egging her on about it. Of like, well, but was it racist? And was it this? And was it that? And then just like, just leave it alone. You could have just left it alone. 
but yeah no he was wrong because right <coughs> excuse me so that whole thing was about showing how non-black people of color can be very more aggressive towards yes. black people especially black women in particular Agreed. and if it was molly i probably would have reacted to this story because i've had experiences like that in spaces with non-black people so um not black mm-hmm. people, i recognize that and like his like the sister-in-law she kept making these comments about molly's body and about her look yeah and that, that was weird they were super inappropriate and they were weird and it, it was overly like, it was just overcompensatingly i just felt like she was trying to do it to overcompensate and i was like are you doing this because she's a black woman or are you doing this because you want to like make a good impression on her and, as, yeah like, it was it was too much because then she started talking about her how sex she is and i'm like that's uh inappropriate you, mm-hmm. their sex life and their what Molly looks like that has nothing to do with you. So that was complete out of order. Mm-hmm. And then the brother, not he was being, he was dismissive of Molly's thoughts at first, right? And he's like, oh, maybe you're just um, misunderstanding. Whatever, stop. He could have stopped there. Yeah, uh, but then just, he kept going on, and then it's like, yo, dude, chill out, stop. And then Andrew should have been like, dude, you're getting out of line. You need to stop. Mm-hmm. You're upsetting her. You should stop. So yes. he was running. Andrew should have stepped in there. And he then should have understood why she was upset still. Mm-hmm. Because if she still isn't in the mind frame to be around his brother after that, he should respect that. Because I'm like, I'll be like, yo, I'm like, because like she's going to be apprehensive about being in a space with him because she's not sure how he's going to react again, how he's going to do, how he's going to behave again. I so feel I like... The same way, but she could have also been a little bit more understanding with mm-hmm. Andrew in the fact that she, I think she should have Asked him to be more understand. She should have, even if she wasn't going to go, I think she should have been more like, do you understand why I don't want to go? I think, and that's the thing. Andrew understood why she didn't want to go. And I say this is like the brother. Yes, that was a great example of like how non-Black people can be very microaggressive to like Black people's issues. Whereas like Molly just has this, you're dead to me thing. Where if you wrong her once, you're dead to her. There's no resolving the issue. And I say this as if she saw a long-term future with Andrew and that including marriage at some point, eventually you're going to have to be in the same space as his brother again, either at a wedding mm-hmm. or some family gathering. No one's saying you got to be best friends with his brother. Trust exactly. me. You trust me. I don't, there's been people I don't like who do, like who have wronged me, but it's just a part of growing up where putting putting your partner in a more like difficult position and mm-hmm. then, like, because I think Andrew definitely understood. Not, I think I know, like, we can see definitely understood that Molly was not comfortable around her, his brother. But it was because, like, she was just like already like I thought we were done with this shit. But like Molly refused to see how it was affecting Andrew, and like his his brother was trying, and he even said like my brother's trying to apologize because like maybe that could have led to them actually having a discussion. And him's like, you know what? Thank you for opening my eyes. I didn't realize that I was being microaggressive or like being passive aggressive to your problems because I'm not saying we got to be out here educating people because I'm done with that. But I am saying that if you're in a relationship with somebody, there's going to be times when you have to learn how to at least be cordial in their family circle. And this is separate from like, you know, your, your in-laws are are racist I would never tell somebody to be around your in-laws if they're racist, like, and your spouse can see that they're blatantly racist. I think that's very, this is a very different thing, but Molly just has this way of cutting people off. Like what she did with, and like her therapist even said it, like, like your dad, 
Dro, which Dro was rightfully cut off. I'm proud of Molly for that moment, but mm-hmm. with her dad, um, and that got brought up and that kind of got resolved this season is like from season three, we find out that her dad had cheated on her mom and everybody knew, but Molly, Molly's hurt. She's upset. She's angry. She basically has written off her father and she don't talk to him no more. And she was a daddy's girl. But here's the thing, Molly, you're not the one who got cheated on. Mm-hmm. I understand your perception of your parents' marriage has been warped. I understand that you feel this pain and this anger towards your father and you don't know how to explain it. Um, because I very much too would feel all this hurt and pain too if I found that out about my father. But at the end of the day, it happened to your mom. Imagine, like, not you. This isn't about you, Molly. <laughs> it's like... I mean, everything has to be about Molly. Everything has to be around her. Everything has to revolve around her and everything has to serve her. Because she even says, like, I'm not going to do anything that doesn't serve me. I'm like, but what about when you need to be... Like, what about how you serve others? Like, what about how you benefit... What about how you add to other people's life? Because... Mm-hmm. We don't see her going to work events for Andrew. I mean, I imagine they did do that, but like, we don't see that. We don't see her like being understanding of Andrew working late if he did. Um, but we have to assume from what we saw, it's, it is Andrew that is the giver when it comes to these things. And he compromises a lot on behalf of her and in an effort to not have these blowups and these arguments. But that that is a, a relationship cannot be sustained that way, and I think that's also where Issa like because that's the other thing Issa's kind of fed up with Molly just being like this default negative way towards people like she's just so negative about things, and it's like messed up. Like no one deserves to have that energy thrown it be around them all the time. No, so, Molly's exhausting. She's exhausting very much. So not saying Issa's perfect either, but. Molly this season was a lot, mm. but, but oh, I guess so. We're at almost fifty minutes. We want to do. Let's wrap up with the bombshell and then predictions for next season. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So we're not. I thought we were going to talk a little bit more about Nathan and. Oh yeah, my bad. Thank you for bringing that up. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like what we talked about, we had talked about Nathan a little bit. So how we told y'all that Nathan came back from season three after he had ghosted Easter. And he, when he had came back at the end of season three, he had said um, he needed to get some stuff figured out. And he tried to explain it at that time and he couldn't get it out. Issa just wasn't in a space to hear it either. So they kind of part ways and they agree that they're going to need, that she needs space from him. Um, but this season they reconnect and... So we learn later on in the season that Nathan found out when he went, when, when he went back home to Texas, to Dallas, um, he found out that he had been diagnosed with a bipolar disorder Uh and that did a lot to him. And that's when he goes to Issa. He just didn't talk to her for a month. And here's the thing. I will say this. I don't think it, his mental disorder absolves him or wipes the, the slate clean with him and Issa. But I think it does put things in perspective yeah. for Issa because a lot of people cannot, a lot of people just are still are very ignorant to mental health. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. Issa is, I'm just saying that people think like, well, what do you mean? He still couldn't text her. Like he, like he just was a little depressed. And like, that's not what bipolar 
is, and I'm not, and I'm not a mental health professional, so I'm not about to try mm-hmm. to explain it to y'all, but I know enough to know that like, you can't expect someone who is going through, you know, this moment in their life where they have to come to terms with a um, very serious diagnosis to feel like they can fall back and do with the things that they were doing. Andrew knew what was going on, but Andrew was one of Nathan's closest friends and he did not feel it was his place to tell anybody what was going on. And it, it sucks. It sucks that Nathan had to be in that position and everything. And it sucks that he hurt Issa and he, and he, but he recognizes that he hurt Issa. So I think that this is the thing that I have been wanting to see since season three is I wanted them to bring Nathan back and I wanted them to like to expound on his character and like what he was going through because just saying he was sad or he was down wasn't enough for me. So I'm really glad that they brought him back the care, like brought him back and they did it in a way where like, he's not excusing anything he did, but he is letting Issa know that like going through all this made me realize that there are people I want in my life and you're one of them. And Mm. it doesn't have to be romantic, but I do want you in my life. Um, and I think that's very powerful for like yeah. that, for them to have that conversation. No, I like that he he because he's taking agency in his own life. And mm-hmm. I like that they. I think they might. I'm hoping they go into it a bit more mm-hmm. next season. Um, him just saying that he had he has bipolar um, disorder doesn't exactly right explain why and how he did what he did. It kind of as you said, it puts things into perspective and into context. But I, mm-hmm. I just for the sake of um shows discussing mental health in the black community i want them to go into that a bit more yes um, next season for sure but i also like where they're showing where he he is prioritizing what he wants and needs in his mm-hmm. life which is he's being treated for bipolar disorder he's being open about it because he's like i'm telling the people that i want to tell and it's like showing that there's no shame in having uh, a mental health issue and mm-hmm. he's being open about that with Issa and I like that she listened. Like she didn't brush it off. She's like, oh, she was like, okay. She's like, thank you for telling right. me. She acknowledges. She acknowledged the importance of him being open and honest right. with her. She and didn't say, why didn't you tell me? She just yeah, said, thank you for telling me, which is exactly, huge. exactly. And I also like how they're showing how him being treated isn't a cure, but it's like it's something that he's going to have to always be constantly dealing with. Mm-hmm. But it's also showing that he's making steps forward in life where he's like opening the barbershop he has goals and he's mm-hmm. even even in the midst of everything that he's been through he's still being helpful to it so which is where again where i say um, i like is some as a man as a person mm-hmm. as a friend and, poten- and as a potential love interest for, yes. for Issa because he 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 to me he he shows how he shows Issa that no matter how, whatever someone about she hasn't like that she's there's something that she can look forward to and he doesn't tell, he doesn't have to tell her. He, the way he's living his life is just an example for her. And he offers to help her by providing space for her to run her company, which is why I get, which is why I said her saying that she was going to go to San Francisco to be with Lawrence didn't make any sense where she's looking, she's actively looking for a space to house her business, you know, to be mm-hmm. a for her business. And I like that. Again, Nathan isn't pushing her. He's just showing her options. He's like, here's a space where you could do whatever it is you need to do. And I'll be here for you. Or I don't have to be in your space, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're he's giving you her whatever. He's, he's just trying, he's being there and giving her support, expecting nothing in return. Exactly. And it's like, y'all have this friendship. Y'all are working on it. And y'all are like this, this is healthy. This is healthy for both of them. And I mean, like he made it known that he would want another chance with her, but mm-hmm. 
I think her being able to let him know right off the bat, it's just like, I got back together with my ex. And then, but, and he, while he said something real shady and he was like, oh, the one oh. cheated on, he, but, uh, but I, then he, was he like, apologizes. He like, he has, yeah. And then he was like, I hope he got all his shit together. Yeah. Which is like, which is to be fair, because he knows how, he knows how, she, he doesn't know everything, but he has got from the, from the gotten the sense that Lawrence isn't that dependable. Yeah. And, well, true. And then, so then we're now going to, this is a perfect segue into how we get uh, the ending of the show. Yeah. This, uh, for both our show and also for season four. The whole, which wasn't a surprise for anyone. Oh, wait. With, Sorry, one uh, second. Condola. Uh. Wait, we got, before we get into Condola and Lawrence and Issa, real quick. One more thing about mental health on the show that I think they did well. is like, I'm glad they brought Tiffany's story back up. Issa and yes. friend. Yes, we said yes. that. Thank we literally yes. said that. Like, I really hope they bring this back up because, like, they have. To. She it seemed off. Seemed enough. It, it, yeah, she two, seemed off. Two five minute episodes. Well, not five minutes, but if you stitch them together, that whole mm-hmm. plot could be stitched up into like five ten minutes of the whole entire season. Which, yeah. because it was only one episode where they hinted that she may have postpartum depression or, or mm-hmm. something else is going on. And she's and like, oh, it's just a touch up. of postpartum. Like something like, she said yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah. And and then there's little things where like Kelly was concerned for her. And mm-hmm. like we as the audiences figured out pretty early that it was probably postpartum depression. And then there's the whole, ep- the I think it was, it was the last episode where they, a big chunk of it was spent with them looking for her. Yeah. And, but the thing is, is like, they were looking for her but we were getting things from their perspective because they were so confused and they weren't sure what was going on. We didn't see mm-hmm. anything from her perspective. We didn't get any scenes with her going through the motions of leaving home, going to get something to eat, going to the hotel. Right. But, but we didn't see that. So I'm hoping next season we get to see more things from the perspective of um, of Tiffany because I think that's really important. I think it would be interesting. I guess like the way the show works, I feel like it's very centered on Issa and then Molly and then Lawrence gets his episodes where things are centered on him and we see what's going on with him specifically. But we never really get Kelly or Tiffany. Or Tiffany, which which, which is to be I fair. Like I like it. Right, I it's a 30 minute like, show. Exactly. Right. So maybe the next episode they could have uh, an episode where it's Kelly and Tiffany working on their friendship because there was some tension in their relationship because mm-hmm. maybe, but as we saw there's an episode with them working on that and mm-hmm. showing postpartum depression with, with um, a black woman experiencing postpartum depression and talking about it and I want to see mm-hmm. that from Tiffany's perspective I would like so to see more, more of that. I would like to see that explored for sure because Kelly was definitely there and I think Kelly's like the one that saw it before anyone mm-hmm. as far as like knowing that Tiffany needed help um but Kelly's like seems to be very much that friend, that core friend that everyone like talks to and like support and everything, um, except for Molly because Molly apparently needs nobody. But anyways, <laughs> but I, I appreciated it because a lot of people just like that's self selfish of her. I'm like she's literally depressed. We're very lucky she didn't go and kill herself. Like, mm. please do not call her selfish. Postpartum takes many shapes and forms. There's a lot of black women who have had postpartum and have never gotten it diagnosed and it has affected them and it has affected their children. There are, there are studies, go read it, go educate yourselves. Google is free. I'm not here to do yes. that today. But yeah. from there, let's get into the bombshell with Condola mm-hmm. and Issa and Lawrence because we all saw it coming though. You're right. We did see this coming. 
This was uh, the the thing with Condola turning up pregnant, and this was something that bugged me with how, how social media has treated this character. Mm-hmm. Condola has done nothing wrong, but I see people like it. it and I know it's like a funny social except thing where people, like, ghost Issa. All, I will say that call, except ghosting Issa, she has done nothing wrong. I'll leave that. But, yeah, but but people been calling her all kind of names from the beginning of the introduction of this character. I'm like, uh, she has done nothing wrong. It's not like she set right. up people after Issa's man. Like, Laura and her were broken up. Condola was always nice to 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 Issa like you know mm-hmm. they were like they, they had that moment of being uncomfortable and whatever and like, I just said that she kind of ghosted Issa because she wasn't sure what was going on with Issa and Lawrence and she didn't know how to handle well she asked just, she so asked was, him she asked Lawrence something which I'll say this as my nana used to say don't ask questions you don't want the answers to so she exactly. asked Lawrence flat out would you still be with her if you didn't if you if she didn't cheat and as soon as that left her, her mouth and he made that face and he realized and he, like the fact that he never had this realization because he's just been so focused on the fact that he's cheated on him he's just like yeah. the answer is yes he would they yeah, still so, would have been together so, if they didn't she did if she didn't cheat yeah but people have been calling condola all kind of names but yeah. condola from the beginning and i'm like but this woman do nobody nothing she about to try to live her life got in a relationship with this just guy say her name <laughs> right like just say her name i mean i will condola. say it was funny when people was like canola can like and all these different yeah, names yeah, i'm like and all kind of. i'm like okay this is a little funny but okay now it's tired stop it <laughs> i know i'm like the, I'm like, the lady do nobody nothing calling her everything but a child of god as we say but then the whole thing with him, and this pisses me off about men. A woman says she's pregnant. You know you're in a relationship with her. You know you had either unprotected sex or you know that all contraceptive is not 100%. Is that one? And the, first 1%. Bringing, and the first breaking anything out of their mouth is, is it mine? Bitch! Bitch! What? Smack! You deserve a I hate women. And you know men say this shit in real life. Is it mine? Oh, the first thing you, you like, the first thing they would do is try to deny responsibility. You slept with her. You're the one who were in a relationship. The fact that this might- man literally last season was just like losing track who he was giving chlamydia to. Chlamydia, is- thank you. I'm like, I'm like, he lost track who he, he was having sex so much and like, how is you having sex so much? And then you have to not be having it on with a condom. You're not using it. Or, I don't, even if I'm not condom, shaming you. Even if the condom broke or whatever, but it's but like, not even that. I'm not even shaming him because of the sex. Who the baby belongs to. Right, and I'm like, like with Lawrence. I'm not even. I'm not even shaming him for having a bunch of sex. This man was having sex without a con without condom zone. So like, which tells me you and Condola had sex without a condom on, or you said I thought we were careful. What do you mean? How how else? How else does what it? Are you doing? The rhythm method, like. Every contraception, even even, even um, birth, birth control, control pills, are not 100% proof. If you get sick and you take cold medicine while you're on birth control pills, it renders them ineffective. If you get right. if you get if you use sulfur and, and you're on birth control pills, it renders it ineffective. If you have sex and the flipping condom burst, there you go. 50% chance that she's gonna get pregnant. When you come when it comes to sex, there's a 50% chance every single time you have sex that, that it will could result in a pregnancy. So when is it the, always the first freaking thing under their mouth is is it mine? Yeah. You deserve a slap for that. You deserve a slap. slap. And I mean your mouth for that. And, and I mean, I just Lawrence, I'm I'm like, I will be fine if Lawrence goes to San Francisco and Issa <sighs> decides to not be with him. Oh yeah, let's talk about that because when he told Issa 
And like Issa's just reeling from it also. Well, sorry, not to negate Condola what she said to him, but like she flat out tells Lawrence, you could be as involved as you want to be. I'm not trying to trap you. Like she says, like he's basically, she's letting him know, like, I don't need anything from you, but I'm going to have mm-hmm. this baby. I will say like a lot of people making the argument, like how Condola is ready to have a baby now, but wasn't ready to have a baby with her ex. I'm like, because she wasn't ready to time. have a baby. It's timing. She wasn't ready, but now she wants a baby. So, well, here's the thing. It's already in her. She gets to make the decisions now. She didn't <laughs> steal the sperm. The sperm was given to her. So she gets exactly. to make the decisions, what she wants to do with the baby because it's inside of her body. Um, but he, I appreciated his honesty. Like it wasn't some BS, like him saying, I don't want this, which I'm like, you're going to come to regret that. You're going to have a son. I'm going to call it now. Watch it be a son or whatever. And Lawrence is just going to be falling in love with the baby and turn to a, a dad. Cause even though she said you can be as involved as you want to be, let's be honest. The household that Lawrence comes from a military family, that man ain't going to not be, is not going to be a deadbeat dad. I mean, he's going to at least provide for the child, but I still feel like Lawrence, once he becomes a father, he'll have this revelation of like, I'm a dad now. And that means so many things are going to change in my life. (sighs) And I'm just like, I just feel for Issa because she didn't, obviously Issa just feels like just when we were about to get our lives on track, just when we were getting back right, just this happens. And I think... So going into predictions for next season, I think, I don't think Issa and Lawrence are going to make it at the end of the, at, no, when, when it's, when, uh, and I'm talking about like long-term for the rest for the series. I don't think Issa and Lawrence are going to make it. I Mm-mm. do think this is going to go the route of Lawrence will go to San Francisco and take that job. He'll, the time that he is back in LA, like on weekends, he'll try to split it between Issa and helping Condola get ready for the baby, unless they do a time skip and then the baby's already born. Mm. So it's like Issa's gonna see Lawrence doing all of these first with Condola and having to like, like the, all these first that she and Lawrence, she's gonna feel like she and Lawrence should be doing these, not. Mm her like it should be her in this position it should be her and Lawrence like planning a family and like painting a baby's room and picking out a crib and all this other stuff and Lawrence will probably try to involve her in some capacity which is a terrible terrible idea and I hope he doesn't um but I just don't think they're gonna make it but you know who will be right there waiting patiently maybe Nathan. Nathan. But you know what? I, I'm not going to blame Nathan if he end up dating somebody while Issa is dating Lawrence. Or, or you know, maybe Issa could just be by herself for once because she hasn't ever mind. really been single throughout the beginning of the show. Because even after she broke up with Lawrence, it wasn't not that long after. So she started um, messing around with Nathan. And then after Nathan, it was TSA Bay. And, and in between Daniel. all of those, it was just, and then Daniel, and then in between all of those, it was, right, because after Lawrence, it was Daniel, and then it was Nathan, and then it was TSAB, right. back to Lawrence. Well, because she went through this period of like, okay, I'm single again, I can do all the stuff I want to do and be single, and I'm like, you know what, live your life, do you? But then, like, I do want this period, I thought the beginning of this season was this, is that Issa was not looking for a serious relationship, mm-hmm. like, that's fine if you want to have a friends with benefits, like she had with TSAB, but... I did enjoy the fact that Issa was not stressing out about being with a man. Like she wasn't Mm -hmm. stressed about 
being in a relationship this season. She was very focused on her goals. So I too wouldn't mind Issa being by herself if she wants to be by herself, just because I think this is a lot for her and she needs, I don't know, she needs time to like process it all because I still need yeah. time to process it all. Yeah, I, I want to, actually I want to see her have a platonic friendship with Andrew. I think she and Andrew would be good like friends. And I think he, and I want her to pursue the business and I think he would be a good business friend for her. And you know what I mean? Like, cause she's not going to have that with Condola anymore. So I want her to have, uh, I want her to have more male platonic friends. Like she doesn't, all her friends, all her male friends ended up being romantic. She's been romantically involved. But I want her to have a true platonic friendship with a man. And I think that would be great for her and, and, and Andrew. And also mm-hmm. because I think, I hope the writers don't put her back into a friendship with Molly immediately because again, Molly needs to start her shit out and Issa needs to realize that she's worth more than what Molly has given her as a friend. Yep. And I, when it picks up, if it picks up with them back at the diner where it ended, I want her, I want the scene to be her saying, listen to Molly. And after Molly says whatever she has to say, she's like, fine, Molly, but this is what we're going to do. I'm going to work on me. I'm going to work on pursuing my goals. I'm going to work on doing what I want to do and knowing, knowing my worth. And you would do the same for you. Because as you said, we are not who we are anymore. And where we are right now doesn't match up. And the thing with that is you thought that me being successful was a, was a bad thing instead of being mm-hmm. a good thing. And that's what that whole Molly telling her, like, we're not the, like, who we are right now doesn't match. And what she meant doesn't match is that she, that Issa didn't need her anymore. Yeah. I want Issa to have that conversation with Molly. I, so, want, I do want that. I want to see, I would love to see next season pick back up with them having that conversation. Or we actively see, we see them actively do the work of mending their friendship and working on their friendship because mending and fixing a friendship, like, it, I don't want it to just be resolved from last, like by the next time that it, it comes on. I want to, us to see them actively working on it because th- this is stuff that like, it's truly been boiling over since the first season when they had that argument, when Issa's like, well, maybe you should go to therapy. And Issa brought, brings it up to Molly. He's like, you're just so negative, Molly. Like mm-hmm. you're negative about this, you're negative about that, you're negative about that guy, you're upset about this, you're upset about that. And then Molly takes that and she's just like angry at Issa. But it's like, but where was she wrong, Molly? Where was she mm-hmm. wrong? Because Molly assumes the worst in people and it's just like, woe is me. This is like, nah, 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 nah. me, me, me. I'm just, we're all tired. And I want Molly, like I, <laughs> I had this conversation with my friend and we just talk about like Molly is going to therapy and paying for therapy and not applying anything. But mm. after like having the conversation with my friend, I was just like, you know what? Therapy isn't for everybody. And it also takes time for people to apply what they're learning in therapy. Cause it, it, it isn't, not everybody receives it well. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to give Molly the benefit of the doubt that she will change from this point on because, Oh, we didn't mention it, but like what Andrew said, when they broke up and Molly was like, we can go to counseling. We can do this and we can do that. And like, I will fix this. We can fix this. We, we can fix this. And he's just like, stop. What are you fighting for right now? And let's be honest, Molly just liked being in a relationship finally. 
Because she could not say what she was fighting for with Andrew. She literally just liked the idea of being in a relationship, which is real for some people. They like the idea of being in a relationship. But when it comes down to it, are you willing to do the work? And like her therapist makes the great point of, do you want to be in a relationship or do you want to be right? Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people needed to hear that word because it was a word. But, huh. But yeah, that is season four of Insecure. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot this season. This scene, I, this scene was really good. As we, like, we're here discussing it because they had a lot of really good things to discuss and talk about. And mm-hmm. the characters became more interesting to me. And the writing was really good this season. Mm-hmm. And the directing and everything was really good. The co- the costuming was spot on. I like cinematography. Seeing, cinematography. I like seeing Issa finally being able to succeed at something because it took four seasons for her to get this thing done. For her to actually find her niche and to actually be mm-hmm. to find herself where she's happy and to find herself. So I'm happy with what they've done with season four. The ending was ah, but uh, yeah. there are some things as again like how the whole um, condo situation kind of because that was kind of cliche to make her mm-hmm. pregnant whatever but because then next season i could hear the jokes about her being a baby mama or whatever <sighs> um i just hope next season is take that storyline and be more mature about that storyline because it's 2020 and then by with con with the coronavirus and everything we're not probably not going to get a new season so what the end of 2021 <laughs> maybe 2022 I, um the me being <laughs> optimistically maybe next fall optimistically yeah. so i hope that they are they make it a more mature story and they don't fall into tropes and cliches mm-hmm. um this was a really as we said this was a really good season it's been progressing really well from season one how a lot of the storylines are being wrapped up are intertwined and continuing and it was great it's great to see a show about black women and their friendship and black people and their relationships and their work and mental health issues and and mm-hmm. and just seeing these, seeing it on TV and seeing how much it has turned into a, a thing on Twitter. Like it's mm-hmm. become this whole, this whole thing on Twitter a lot of us can interact with. And I just hope everyone, if you haven't seen the season yet, that you go watch it. If, if you haven't seen the show as yet, you, you need to watch from season one to really get mm-hmm. a lot of context of the things that we're discussing. And everyone is going to feel the same thing about everything that happened, which is what I love. And I just, and again, it was a really good season. And um, I can't wait to see what Issa Rae does again because the last thing she did, which we also discussed, was The Lovebirds, but also for everyone on the cast. Um, So we're recording this on June 18th, and June 19th is when Miss Juneteenth comes out um, for digital release. And it also stars... Mm -hmm. It stars Kendrick Sampson, who plays Nathan on Insecure. And that one is directed by Channing... uh, Channing Godfrey Peoples and stars Nicole Bahari. And it's a really good film. Besides saw it at Sundance. I'm gonna post my review about it. Of course, once this goes up, like it would have already been on TV on, on digital platforms for a while. But if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it as yet, go look for it and and watch it and watch it insecure. And again, we're supporting mm-hmm. that women on um, in film and TV and everyone stay safe. If you go outside, please wear a mask. Please social distance. Wear a mask. Stay out my space. Stay your six plus feet away. You don't mind sometimes it's hard to avoid like for me because our say while staring around her kind of small, whatever. But you know, social distance. If you can't wear your mask, at least show some consideration for yourself and for other people. Mm -hmm. (sighs) 
Let's do that. And just stay safe, everyone. Stay safe and entertained. (laughs) Yep. Safe and entertained. That's what we like to do here. And yeah, y'all can find us at So Here's What Happened on Twitter. It's at SHWH underscore pod. You can also find me at LA underscore NEY underscore SHA. And Carolyn, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carrie CNH12, C-A-R-R-I-E-C-N-H12. And we did a pre our previous um, Loveverse recap is also on our Instagrams. It's because yep. we did it uh, Instagram live. So that's on our Instagrams as well. And you can find the audio on so here's what on this. So here's what happened podcasting on the podcast.com website. And we're again, as we said, we're always on Twitter. We're always talking about film, TV shows, politics, uh, <laughs> random things, important so things. So hit us up. And, and, and hit us up. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we love chatting and keeping our and talking to different people. And um, i trying to think is there anything else that's coming out? Girl, no. It's a gut, it's a goddamn pandemic. We ain't got nothing else to watch I have, now. I, ha- I have a few um, interviews that I recorded, but like we're trying to start out with the technical difficulties. Yeah. So look forward I to mean, as well. We'll get a little creative. Maybe what we'll do is like do a rewatch of like something we both like either one of us have watched and the other one hasn't watched. Like doing something like that would be fun. Okay, like you were. Yeah, you could recommend something. I can recommend something, and then we come together and we talk about both things. Yes. I like see it just came up with that off the brain. We'll see. But until next time, be safe and stay entertained. Mm. Bye, Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.